This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday, February the 3rd. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We're starting with more covid being found breaking lockdown rules by Kent Police. The first in today's lineup is a barber from Northfleet who was caught red-handed by officers at his salon. Hello, sir. Hi, sir. How are we doing? You all right? Um, Thank you. No, Cheers. Right. So, we're just here. Come and have a look. Yeah. Um, are you the owner here? Yes. I'm level with you, sir. You're not doing appointments... For people still during lockdown, are you? No. Right. So I'll ask the question again. Are people coming to your house to get their hair cut? I don't know if it's illegal or not legal. I don't so, know. so they are then? So they are? You're doing appointments from home? Right. That's answered my question. Yeah, but I don't know. It's the, really, yes, it's, 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 it's illegal. Honestly, yes. It's the customers are asking. Okay. That's illegal, sir. It's illegal. Yeah? Okay. Yes. You cannot cut people's hair in here. No, no, no. You cannot go to someone's house and cut okay. their hair. Okay, yeah. And they cannot come to your house and okay. cut their hair. No. Yeah. So, please, sir, if that's your phone, someone ringing up for an appointment... You're going to have to tell them no. I seriously uh, think you ought to evaluate it. Well, um, I, I said no, is not it? Yeah, you say no. Hello? It's no life, man. It's the policeman is here. <laughs> Hello, I'm not kind here, my anymore. No, I'm not kind anymore, man. Sorry. Right. You quite clearly just had a customer phone you up. Yeah, he's warned me, yeah. 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 But he, he arranged an appointment with you to yeah. come and cut his hair earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. So you are quite clearly still cutting people's hair. No, he's the, I, he asked me. He asked me. But no, I, don't, I, I, said, no. I, I heard him say to you, you asked me to come. I heard yeah, him he say, you phoned you fo- no. 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 No, I heard him say to you on yeah. the phone just saying, you phoned him to come here. But it's been, it's been going on for so long now, like ignorance of the rules is not an excuse, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know, but it's, I'm not cutting much, honestly. It doesn't matter if you're not cutting much, you're still cutting. No, I know, but it's, I'm, not, I'm not cutting anymore. No, you're not now, because you've been caught. Yo, you give me the pen out now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we've just... Yeah. Because yeah. we've just seen, we've just had proof that you're still operating your business. We've just so. had a customer phone you, telling you he's at the back door to get his hair cut. So you, you, you quite clearly are still cutting hair there, sir. So honestly, we get no enjoyment out of this, but we've, we're trying to stop the spread of this virus, aren't we? And unfortunately, by you doing stuff like this, it's not helping, is it? Yeah. What I'm going to do is report you for the consideration prosecuting you for the offence of uh, a business restriction, okay? Contravening a business restriction, which is contravening the requirement to close the premises and business during this national lockdown. Yeah, you heard that right. That was a customer asking for a haircut on the phone as the officers questioned the business owner. Just in case you missed it, here it is again. Hello. He's among more than 1,300 people who've now been issued with a fine. We've also been sent footage of a group of men caught playing football together in Dartford, including one who'd travelled from Lancashire. What's going on, chaps? Excellent, right, stay here, all of you. Okay, because you're all going to get fixed penalty notices. 
Okay, you know that you're not allowed to be out at the moment, we're in national lockdown. Have you all got ID on you? What's your address? Chorley? Where's that? So you're not even in the right county? Come on, man, it's supposed to be non-essential travel as well. Listen to me very carefully, all three of you are being reported for the offence of unnecessary travel, right, and congregating more than two people breaching lockdown rules. You don't have to say anything, but it may harm your defence. If you don't mention now something which you later on in court, and anything you do, so maybe giving an evidence. Okay, I'm going to verify your details. It'll be a £200 fine. Grab your stuff and go. That is a lawful requirement to leave. You get caught again, you get fined again, all right? You can watch both of those videos in full. Plus, we've got details of other fines that have been handed out at kentonline.co.uk. Elsewhere, door-to-door testing has been continuing in a part of Maidstone after a case of the South African variant of coronavirus was identified in the town. Health bosses say they don't think it's spread in the community, but they're concerned as they don't know how the person caught it. Teams handed out 2,700 kits yesterday and got just over 2,000 back. Meantime, scientists are confident existing vaccines will still work against the mutation of a coronavirus variant originally found here in Kent. It's thought the new version could better evade the immune system. The change is similar to that also found in the South Africa variant. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told mass vaccination centres in Kent will be capable of giving 15 COVID jabs per minute between them when they're fully operational. Two sites in Folkestone and Gravesend are already running and two more are also due to open in Tunbridge and Thanet. They'll be able to vaccinate a combined total of 11,000 people every day. However, Canterbury Cathedral has been rejected as a venue for coronavirus vaccinations. Bosses at the Dean and Chapter, which manages the landmark, say they'd put forward the idea, but it was turned down by health bosses, as enough sites to administer jabs had already been secured. Finally, on COVID news today, and the MP for Chatham is urging Boris Johnson to use the military's understanding of post-traumatic stress disorder to help health workers who are struggling during the pandemic. Tracy Crouch raised the issue in the House of Commons during Prime Minister's questions earlier and says it's a growing problem. The Prime Minister will be aware that the second wave of coronavirus has had a significant impact on the mental well-being of frontline nurses and doctors, with many in critical care units facing continuous shifts with dismal survival rates, causing a level of psychological harm that may result in PTSD. Mr Johnson says he'll look into the suggestion and insist the government will support healthcare staff as part of a £52 billion investment in the NHS. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. A woman who caused £600 worth of damage at a Kent graveyard has been jailed for two months. Helen Deval ripped up plants, kicked vases and threw ornaments at Swanscombe Cemetery near Dartford last July. She also attacked an officer while being questioned. A court heard the 47-year-old from Rayfield close in Bromley suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. The Transport Secretary says fears of disruption and delays around Kent's ports because of Brexit have proved unfounded. Grant Shapps has told the Cross-Party Transport Select Committee that he's seen little evidence of congestion or long traffic queues, as many had predicted. He also claimed just 3% of all hauliers were arriving in the county en route to Channel Crossings without the right paperwork. 
Now, like us, this might be something you've never heard of before, but you never know, you might even have it. And it's feared for some people, lockdown is making it even worse. It's called misophonia and is where noises literally drive you mad. Something like tapping, sniffing or coughing can send sufferers into a rage. Well, to explain it more is 28-year-old Alex from Canterbury. She's got it and has been speaking to Jamie. Annoyingly with misophonia, it sort of gets worse over time and you develop more triggers. So initially, I was only triggered by the sound of people sniffing. Um, and it's still the main one I just cannot handle. Um, but I have other triggers now. So uh, oh, I'm trying to think they are. I, I describe them as wet noises. So lip smacking, uh, nail biting. Um, I also have mechanical triggers. Well, that's what I call them. So things like lawnmowers or leaf, blow, uh, leaf blowers, um, like, um, what's the word, um, cutting down trees, that sort of, those sort of noises can really trigger me. Um, I'm not triggered by some people eating, which is strange, because that is the most common trigger. Um, so I am lucky in that respect, but I probably have 80% of the normal triggers. Um, as time went on, I don't remember when it was, it might have been about five years ago, I also developed Mr. Kinesia which is the same thing, but it's visual triggers. So uh, my main one would be things like uh, people tapping their foot. Or if you say, oh, it's very rare this one, but say you're in a cinema and someone gets their phone out. If I can see a phone glaring, I have to move myself so I can't see the phone because I can't concentrate. And um, how would you say, if, if at all, it impacts your, your day-to-day life, maybe any personal relationships, any working relationships? I have basically navigated my life so that it to a point where it doesn't affect me as much anymore um i used to work so i work as a uh, web developer and originally i worked for a company and when i worked my last every company i worked in, i was triggered constantly and it really affected my mental health so i made the decision to try and go freelance for that reason so i wouldn't have to work in an office anymore so i've been working for myself for three years and my triggers are I'm finding I'm not being triggered as much because I'm indoors um annoyingly because obviously everyone's now also working from home I'm finding I'm getting triggered more so because people are around um for instance I can hear people sort of banging around below me like footsteps that sort of thing um but generally obviously we're in lockdown as well I can't go anywhere and my partner is really good I just try to stop doing something he doesn't so I'm not actually I'd say I'm triggered maybe five to ten times a day for a very small period of time so it's a lot better than it used to be. Let's hear from some experts now then. First up is Dr Hasha Az who is an audiologist. People with uh, misophonia it, it has different aspects of it like this emotional reaction that they may have to the trigger noises which is often they can get angry and uh, very anxious and uh, and sometimes disgusted by hearing um, these noises and there are certain Uh, behaviors that they may have to basically uh, take in order to um, help themselves and often these behaviors are avoidance behaviors so they either try to not to sit at the dinner table with the family members or the person who make the noises or not to be around that person who make the noises and this is you can imagine that this can be very hard if this is an eight-year-old who has misophonia and the trigger noises are mainly made by his or her mom if you like so and this can um, be very difficult in terms of the uh, the family life and when they cannot avoid the noises 
and for example if they are in the car together or if they are uh, somewhere that he or she cannot avoid the noise then they end up doing a lot of rituals you were saying that it was usually close family members that um, that can make those noises and be some of the most common triggers do you think that at the moment being in lockdown for a lot of people with misophonia that that they may be suffering more so than they did beforehand yeah that's absolutely true because uh the the uh, the trigger noises can be basically made by the people who are your family members and if you're stuck in the same place uh, for, uh, for for a year now and uh, so this will impact and it can create a lot of conflict uh, in, in the house and during the lockdown we had more referrals uh, for uh, people with misophonia parents of children with misophonia and um, so this has become um, a more of an issue so they basically sought professional help if you like and I think that's um, not such a bad thing because uh, they, they started to think about it more seriously. And finally on this is Nigel Padgham who's a consultant and ENT surgeon in Kent. People are forced together now and so one of the responses that people would have to this sort of problem would be to sort of just leave the room or leave the house if they often perceive that the, the behaviour that, that they dislike or the noise that they dislike may be being produced deliberately by people and so that they, they have an angry outburst and then the flight or fight response is kicked in and, and it's, it, they may have an angry outburst and then go out but of course that's no longer um, so easy. Um, so you're, you may then be um, sort of trapped in if you like with those who are producing the sound that, that you have this um, um, enormous dislike for. And, and that um, pretty much answers what my next question was but so in, in your opinion do you feel that lockdown is making making the issue worse for misophonia sufferers generally? Yes, I, I think undoubtedly so. I, I can't point to evidence um, direct to um, misophonia, but um, the level of, of referrals for, for, if you like, anxiety exacerbated conditions, particularly tinnitus, but also some forms of, of vertigo and, and um, other um, you know, noxious um, symptoms, which you know, just mild mild pains and so forth, which would, would perhaps have been ignored in the past because the people have got other things in their lives, like life events and things to go off and do, go, got to get to work and um, or got to go to school and, and um, um, have other distractions. Those have been removed and the anxiety levels have gone up and the distractions have gone down. And so then people then tend to focus on a symptom which perhaps was bothering them before, but not to the extent where they would actually seek um, any treatment or advice. But now that they're uh, coming forward need, needing some form of intervention to try and help them because otherwise they get into a bit of a, a vicious circle of, of um, anxiety and a raised awareness of a symptom and, and round it goes they get, get, um, they get more uh, symptoms than they were getting before and they've got less to, to um, um, help them ignore it. You can also read this story today at Kent Online. We now know which company is going to oversee the building of the new Lower Thames Crossing. The £162 million contract has been awarded to construction firm Jacobs. The longest road tunnel in the UK is going to be built between Essex and Gravesend to help ease congestion at Dartford. A pub in Thanet has been given permission to add a restaurant to its business. The Dolphin Inn in Broadstairs is currently closed because of lockdown, but plans 
plans involve creating a separate eating area in one section with an extension for the kitchen. And some lovely news to finish the podcast on today. A rescue dog that was reportedly stolen from her home near Maidstone has been reunited with her owners. Cocker Spaniel Daisy went missing in Hollingbourne more than two weeks ago. People were looking for her all over Kent after an appeal was shared on social media. The family say they're thrilled she's back home. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app. It will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.